Generally, Bachelor in Paradise time is about twice normal time. It's like <laughs> it's like you're going to the like event horizon of a black hole. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. How are you? Good. I don't ask you how you are enough. No, nor do you ever say my name. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't said your name in like weeks. I would say years. <laughs> I've said it to other people though. Or when we're out in public, you'll be like, Charlene, I'll be yeah. like, who's that? Okay. Housekeeping before we get started. Obviously we are in Colorado, as we said we would be. Yeah. Another hotel room for you to look at, our dear Shandies. Do we have any overall thoughts then on episodes six and seven? I gotta say... I was entertained. Yeah, and we feel a little gross admitting it. I'm, I feel disgusting. I had a shower this morning. <laughs> I did. I actually showered this yeah, morning. Yeah, we were like, oh, this is obviously so manipulated. And a lot of this is like bordering on cruel. Yeah. But I have to admit I'm on the edge of my seat and we're not proud to admit it. We're not claiming it makes no. us good people. They threw us some red meat. They did. And also... I keep talking about A-team versus B-team editing. I swear the A-team was working on these two no episodes question. while the B-team worked on episodes one through five. No question. Yeah. And they saved it. They were like, we'll get them. The first episode, like people people start watching and slowly, as soon as they start losing interest, we'll bring in the A-team. <laughs> yeah. Like they timed it perfectly. Everyone was just like, I'm never watching Bachelor Paradise again yeah, until. Yeah, exactly. It, it really did feel that way. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get going, Andy? Yeah. Let's do it. So episode six picks up with Justin, Andrew, and Rodney saying the rose ceremony will be a bloodbath. Mm. The red rose ceremony. Nice. Great yeah, Game of Thrones nice, reference. Yeah. Michael says it's the first day where he really feels alone. He chats with Wells. Wells and Michael seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guy chats between Michael and Wells. He says he doesn't think there's anyone there who's right for him, but he does want to stick around. He says that he wishes he could meet someone who understands his experience. And now that we've yeah. seen all four hours of this, we see that this was foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. But first, we have a rose ceremony to get to. Jesse once again brings out Bachelor in Paradise legends, Ashley, I, and Jared, or Arid and Jashley, as you would say. <laughs> Ashley says her advice is to resist the urge to run up the stairs and escape paradise. If she had done that, she wouldn't be married to Jared today. That's true. And with a baby. I wrote, I'm not sure about that. Do you oh. think that's totally true? Oh, that if she had left paradise, she would have still been married to Jared? Well, I don't know. I just feel like this world is kind of... I believe that she's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it only was going to happen there. But you generally do believe that. Like you think that if you had eaten something different the day you and I had met that we maybe uh, I'm wouldn't a have firm been. believer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, hmm. I don't know. I feel like they were already in the same circles. They already had their eye on each other or she had her eye on him. I don't know. I feel it's like they might chaos. have met. It's chaos. Life is chaos. You have to create order out of chaos. And it's much easier to create order out of chaos on a beautiful beach in Mexico than it is in the world where they're doing all sorts of different things and separated and in the city. Okay. You've convinced me. <laughs> That's a hard sell. I did feel like this little statement of hers or her advice was really targeted at the many, many contestants who seem dreadfully unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> like people just don't seem happy. No, no, they, they don't. seem stressed out yeah. and upset. 
As of now, there are 12 guys and seven girls, which means that five guys are going home. And now we have our cocktail party. Logan and Shanae talk, and she shows him the lucky beads of his that she has on her mm. ankle. He says he's excited about her. She says she feels that she can tell. Meanwhile, we hear James say he wants what Ashley and Jared have. And Andy, you said all night fart fest. <laughs> Which I still don't believe. I think they reused a clip, but yes, it was still a funny joke. I think it was sound effects. Sound I, don't, effects. I don't think Ashley could deliver that kind of effect. <laughs> okay, so James and Shanae now talk. He does a shrimp taste test with her where she has to decipher, blindfolded, whether it's green shrimp, plain shrimp, shrimp or taco. Shanae in her ITM says that he really went the extra mile and... Her pride, as she whips off the blindfold, her pride in having gotten them all right was really cute. And yeah. we agreed here that Shanae is fantastic TV. She's a good sport. She, she always was, plays along. Yeah. And she really is just designed for paradise, it seems. Because yeah. she's not afraid to just sort of go. I mean, speaking of the extra mile, later on, like when she's like, you know, giving the finger to the camera and everything. And I also she have takes to it say that what what is this Shanae? I mean, the 2.0 is real. Yeah. But this is nothing like the Shanae of before. And I think I like this, Shanae. Yeah. I'm assuming she's going to screw up later. I'm just guessing. <laughs> but so far, so good on Shanae. She's very likable. I got no issues. Great TV. Yeah. James in his ITM says that he's got a spark in him for Shanae that he hasn't felt in a long time. Andy, you felt this was sincere. I do. Hmm. I mean, I did. I don't know I why do. I'm so skeptical so far in this recap. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like James, I don't know. I don't know. I think James wants to stick around. I think James is a softy inside. I think I think he can be broken pretty easily. Okay, sold. <laughs> nice. We just have a lot to get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't disagree. There's no time for that. I'm picking my battles. Okay, Casey says, I might be misreading it, but I think I have a chance with Serene. <laughs> <laughs> he's hilarious That's fine. he says the main rose up in the air is Brittany's even though she's expressed interest in Andrew and now he talks about how Peter has been talking shit about Brittany and how she is a clout chaser mm. and is only interested in Instagram and we hear a voiceover now that I thought was interestingly cut he says I want to keep the D-bag in check mm. at the same time mm. look like a hero mm. and hopefully mm. get a rose from Brittany. I want to keep the D-bag in check at the same time look like a hero and hopefully get a rose from Brittany. It's made to seem like he mainly wants to get her rose, but I actually think he did think she should know this. Yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Casey tells Brittany now that Peter's been calling her a clout chaser. I mean, I didn't. Was this a thing? Was clout chaser? This is a thing. Let's not embarrass ourselves. Again. <laughs> this is clearly a thing. <laughs> no, I mean, was this a thing before in, before Paradise? Like, I remember hearing it last year, and I had never heard. Clout I think it's chaser. a thing that that was born in the Instagram era. Okay, I don't so. think people are talking about clout chasing in like the 1960s. Fair. I don't know. I guess I just wonder if it was invented on Paradise, or maybe oh. I'm really seeming very no, not I, I Gen think, Z right now. I think that the odds suggest that it was not invented on Paradise. I also want to add about slaps because people were really making fun of us about slaps. We only even came to hear slaps because we had a trip to L.A. recently. Yeah. Uh huh. And we heard people saying slaps. Yeah. We would never hear people in New York saying slaps. No, it's all over L.A. Everyone yeah. in L.A. Yeah. says it. it. Not makes, in New York. It hasn't made it to New York yet. Or it made it to New York and New York was like, nah. 
Yeah, we're too cool for slaps. Yeah, clearly. Slaps is bad. I'm, I'm not into slaps. No, it's horrible. I think it tracks that it. We only heard it in L.A. Yeah, it <laughs> makes me annoyed every time I hear it. I'm like, but why? Like, why did that have to happen? So Brittany tells Andrew, and Andrew just laughs it off and says, "I don't know why he felt the need to tell you that." I thought this was interesting. It was just hmm. a, like in an impassing moment, but it felt a bit like Andrew. I don't know, didn't see the big deal about it. But I can see why she was like, I need to defend my honor. I think Andrew, and to some degree, even me, I, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's I, I don't even know, um, feel a little bad at this point for Peter. And And believe me, I don't think that Peter is a very redeeming character in any way. But I feel like at this point, he's clearly a dog that's being kicked. Oh, and I think I don't Andrew's agree. like, it's enough. Like, just leave Peter alone. I don't agree with this. We oh. saw multiple clips of Peter talking shit about Britney, and we saw the date where I don't know. I just don't think that's fair. I, I would want to know, just as they felt Britney would want to know. And I think that Peter deserved to be further kicked for doing this. It's one thing to behave badly on a date, it's another thing to come back and blame it all on her. Right. I just think that. Andrew recognized that Peter was full persona non grata oh. on the beach. And he's like, just leave him alone. He's I, had enough. I got the feeling that Andrew just didn't think it was a big deal. But I've got to say, if I were dating a guy, I would want him to at least let me vent to him. And yeah, like when I vent to you about something that happened during my day, like I, I don't want to be told that it's not a big deal. Yeah. Even if I disagree with you, I tell you, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany now says she's going to pull Peter aside and we hear Andrew say, don't even. This was weirdly edited, though, I'm going to be honest. OK, so Brittany confronts and talks to Peter now. He says it seemed evident in their conversations that they were one sided. She says it was hard to move past his fishing for compliments all day. By the way, we didn't get enough Shandy's tuning. in. I was asking a legit question last week when I was like, when people like Peter think that they were pulling all the weight in the conversation, is that how people who only talk about themselves see it? Huh. Although I don't picture our Shandys being people who do that, so they probably probably couldn't speak from that perspective in the first place. And I guess it takes a lack of self-awareness to even talk about yourself exclusively to the point where you would then perceive yeah, things I incorrectly. Think Peter is a giant like club sandwich of unself-awareness. Yeah. Okay. Wait, of, of, uh, is unself-awareness acceptable? No one came after unself-aware as being wrong, so <laughs> I are, assume it's people right. People are nicer to us with grammar than we are to them. <laughs> we should take a lesson. Than we are to who? The people on the show? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am never going to accept so-and-so and I's date. I agree. I agree. Not- and that's coming up. Brittany says it was hard to move past his fishing for compliments all day. She says he tried to kiss her after five minutes, which was a bit of, yeah, yeah BTS. They that around. Yeah, they made it uh, out of order. It Why would they do that? Oh, I guess I guess maybe it was a buildup to his swerve. It makes I more guess. sense now that I think about it. It makes yeah. more sense. To, to her swerve. Well, to his if, swerve receiving. <laughs> the swervy. Yeah. She says it felt like he had prepared his sob stories for her and says he didn't even tell her, for example, his favorite color. And very irritatingly, uh, I can't stand it when people do this in conversation. She's making a generalization. Yes, yes, it was clearly a generalization. Oh, that's the worst. And he's like, oh, you wanted to know my favorite color? He makes it all about the favorite color now well, and that's mocks like, her. That's, it's, it's sort of aligns with his lack of self-awareness. Yes. And, you know, one of the tests for uh, a sociopath <laughs> yeah. um, is the lack of ability to 
recognize saying such as a rolling stone gathers no moss. Like you're like, yeah, a stone that's rolling down a hill fast doesn't have time to get moss on it. Uh-huh. Like you don't, you're not able to take a saying and and put it into life. Oh. So the fact that she said that, he's like, oh, that's the example. Like yeah. he hung on that, but he's not recognizing the fact that that was sort of an almost an analogy to a group yes. of things yes. that he could have talked Ooh. about. Oh, wow. That was good, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm struggling here. I was like, really, I was like climbing Everest. I like, I like just got to the peak with like my like oxygen mask you on. Got there. I don't know. Today, you, the, got there. you know what it is? What? It's an altitude. Yes. And it's dry AF here. It's dry AF and it's high AF. Yes. And I'm telling you, it's bad for analogies. My analogies is like the, the engines. It's like, I'm like pulling. It's like one of those, you know, old lawnmowers. Like, yeah. but it'll come. <laughs> I think. So, yeah, he pounces on the favorite color thing. Totally missing the point. He says his... Okay, here's the thing. He either missed the point or he was just retaliating and tr- clinging onto something he could to try and win the argument, which is just as annoying, just yeah. saying. Yeah. He says his biggest regret was taking her on the date. Yeah. She quickly slips in there that no one else wanted to go. <laughs> That's a good point. He calls her a waste of time. Mm, and nice. she says, it's really funny how men act when they don't get what they want. And I wrote, this is true. And a flashpoint, I would say. Oh. No, I'm going to give this flashpoint Early flashpoint. You know what? I agree because this is a big peeve of it's mine. It's a big peeve. I always you know it- what it is? I, oh, I got it. Oh, oh, oh. I got it. You know what this is? It's like the guy who waits on the side of the street and says stuff to women. And he's like, oh, hey, beautiful. Having a nice day. And you ignore him. And he's like, oh, you too good for me, you stuck up bitch. Oh, it's so true. I call it the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde when this happens. Because it actually happens a lot in New York City. And I always can't stand it. But this idea that I owe you engagement. And then when I don't do that, suddenly you turn on me. And I'm the asshole. For not engaging with you when you made me feel uncomfortable in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, totally agree. Totally agree. So she walks away now and he calls her leaving embarrassing. And now we get word watch number one. Brittany tells Jill what just happened and Jill says, This is a whole ad for its pizza business, by the way. Peter in his ITM says, In the end, her looks are going to run out. She's going to get older. She has nothing established. She has nothing going for herself other than her posts, and it's going to dry up. Hmm. Wow. You know. Does he know he's on television? (laughs) That's the thing. Like, even if this is actually how you feel about things, which is unto itself extremely disturbing and unbelievably misogynistic, it has me wondering who, like, first of all, we have to remember who's on the other side of the camera. You know, he's got a producer who's like, oh, yeah, totally. Or maybe everything Peter said, the producer was like, don't worry, we're not going to air this. Just tell me how you feel. (laughs) I was like, oh, great. (laughs) I can also see that happening, but I don't see Peter being self-aware enough to realize all he, you know, he just flounders and just finds ways to defend himself. And it's just like the fact that he went there. I feel like Peter is playing to his hometown buddies. Like, I feel like he's like, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to do all the things that, that you know, you wouldn't expect me to do uh-huh. on TV. But you're going to like it. I'm doing it for you guys. I mean, it does seem, based on how he is and how he treats women, how he talks about women, his interest in getting to know women beyond just finding them hot, I feel like I have a good idea of who those friends would be. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. 
Uh, this is just upsetting. You know, we had a few people, not many, but a few people try to come to Peter's defense. <laughs> and I and I got to say, like, he's just helping us yeah, what's be right the defense? here. <laughs> Give me the defense. Yeah. Okay, so Jill and Brittany approach Peter on the beach and tell him he's not getting a rose. He should just leave. And now we get word watch number two again from Jill, who says, You come and promote your pizza While the fighting continues, Casey says he feels very dizzy and he thinks he might pass out. Genevieve, meanwhile, joins the ladies on the beach confronting Peter. And Brittany reveals the part where Peter said Brittany was a waste of time. It was actually sweet how upset Genevieve got. Like, it was really kind of sweet how they're all, like, defending each other. And then Casey faints and Andy, you felt awful for him because yeah, it's a you vasovagal, very bad situation to have that happen. Yeah, you have had this happen to you more than once, and you just felt extreme sympathy. It's horrible. I mean, it's you know, you feel like you're like, oh god, this is gonna happen. But the thing is, it's it's a it's a loop. Oh. It's like you get you suddenly feel like you've been drinking too much, and you know, there's too much like stimulation, and suddenly you you're like, oh wow, something's wrong with me, and then that sends a signal to your body to start panicking more. And then it's like this physical response and panic and physical response. And then your brain is like, we got to lie down. We got to get blood to the head. Mm. We're, we're done. I've and seen it's it. It's a vasovagal nerve. It's just, this, it's a very, some people have a trigger nerve and it just puts them down when they, they have problems. I've seen it happen to you twice ever. And it's the most upsetting. You've seen thing. it happen to me twice? Yeah. Once? No, twice. One time in the apartment too. Oh, that was, I was really sick. That was different. Okay, but you still had to get down on the ground. I did. I knew that getting down on the ground was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw you get lightheaded and, and literally just collapse to the ground. But, but voluntarily. Avoid. Yeah, yeah. I you didn't, you didn't technically faint. I, you're right. I've seen you faint once. Yeah, that's okay. pretty bad scene. Okay, so the medics arrive and Casey's coming too. He says he feels it was more circumstantial than physical. And he realizes now that his ankle really hurts. And Andy, you said, that sucks. You felt so bad no, for him. It's the worst. You, On national TV. Around a lot of people too. It's the worst. Yeah. In those situations, you want to hide. You want to go to like a place where there's nobody. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, if you go to a place where there's nobody, you suddenly feel feel better yeah it, the, the the trigger goes away you know what i liked about this like i actually found it endearing that he fainted like he was really it was clear everything was spiraling beyond what he had expected he knew that he was the one that yeah sparked this and i think his sense of responsibility and that really got to him yeah and i think that says a lot about him as a person oh yeah that he didn't just feel this sort of like oh haha i'm just gonna watch i felt like it was a moment where we saw that casey has been playing this character but actually at the heart of it he's like a good decent he's, human it's very endearing he's a very sensitive guy yeah he was overwhelmed by by he felt responsible yes it was intense he was on national tv yeah I think that was the trigger yeah. yeah it was bad oh it was bad i felt so bad for him <laughs> okay so michael visits casey in the ambulance now and they basically agree he did the right thing in telling Brittany, given her history of false rumors being spread about her from mm. matt's season and casey leaves and that's that. That's that. Womp womp. I wonder if he didn't sprain his ankle, would he have had to leave too? Or we'd have been like, I'm cool, I'm cool. Everything's good. I they think would it would have like, been okay. Yeah, I think yeah. It been okay. The ankle was really what I, did I it. I feel like they could have just passed that up and he could have come back on crutches. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably have to quarantine and go through everything like to oh, even come right. on. He's going to go COVID. back to the real world yeah. and get exposed. And yeah. Yeah, because, you know, COVID in the thing. older days, someone could break their ankle playing football during a group date and then come in in the evening. Yeah. And the guys now, so mainly Jacob, Rodney, James, and then Logan joins a bit. He sort of comes in after. He's like, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> the guys tell Peter that he needs to leave and he promptly leaves. So after the women told him for ages that he needed to leave and he was like, no, the men tell me he needs to leave. And instantly he's like, okay. 
Yeah. I mean, you can tell that Peter is from a very male dominated uh, circle of people. I don't know what. No, I mean, he's clearly unbelievably sexist. Yeah. But I think his whole circle is the same. I don't think anyone's criticizing Peter and his circle. Like, Peter, you know, we're all pretty oh, you're right. progressive no, you're, and you're an asshole. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 it's just normal. He, no one's talking about it. It does feel like he's a result of his environment for yeah. sure. But Whether it's that, still just it chilling It doesn't to give watch. him an excuse, yeah. but it's also just like, I don't think that if you took Peter's top five best friends and put them on Bachelor in Paradise, they would behave any better. I, it's still yeah I'm not I'm trying my best I'm trying my best to help this guy out no know. There, he doesn't deserve there. it there's just let there. him just there's let him there. flounder he deserves it Jill rightly pointed out that he was so quick to listen to the men versus the women and now we get word watch number three Peter while heading up those stairs to leave says the pizza king is out <laughs> I wrote now that I'm thrilled there are only three pizzas and Andy you said Casey martyred himself for your word watch <laughs> To get Peter out of there. He did. Peter in his ITM now says none of the girls there were physically attractive anyway. Nice. And that's a deal breaker for him because, quote, if I'm not physically attracted to you, I can't even look at you. Now, is he really this guy or is he playing it up? Is he trying his best to be the most villainy villain? I, I just I'm trying to give the guy a shred of benefit of the doubt. I, I think this is I said it last week and I, I'm saying it again this week. I think he's. A narcissist, yeah. or sorry, because I'm not qualified oh, to yeah. diagnose. He has he's displaying narcissistic tendencies, mm, and in that yes, yes, he yes. can't be rejected, he can't admit fault or blame, and so he's going to scramble to find reasons why he didn't want to be there anyway. Right? He he didn't get kicked off. He wasn't sent away. He never wanted to be there anyway because all those girls were ugly. That's his yeah, argument. I, I agree. I mean, it's so painful. And even if he was acting, this was just a role. Why would what kind of person would choose that role to expose themselves to the world with? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think he has self awareness. Yeah. I think that he would rather his pride than to look good. I agree. He's he's, he's not a good not a good guy. <laughs> In conclusion. I mean, he really is deliciously terrible. I mean, I, mean I have to say, like we were, we're ripping on him so much, but the fact is, he made the season more entertaining. We get word watch number four as Peter is in his car out. He says, honestly, pizza sucked here anyways. And then instantly we get word watch number five with Andrew saying, they get a pizza and a to-go box. Mm. Andrew pulls Brittany to talk. And I observed here that Andrew didn't defend her or anything and seems very conflict averse. Yeah, we thought that Brittany was going to come at him for this. Yeah, maybe this was me focusing on the wrong thing. Or maybe it's editing. You don't know. Maybe maybe Andrew did. We saw him be like, yeah, I don't like he, he downplayed it. I don't know. I this wasn't I love Andrew. And I think that it's subjective how upsetting something is. But if I were Brittany, I would be upset to know right. that Peter was saying this stuff about me. And I would want the guy that I was making out with to be upset with me yeah. and not necessarily go and like challenge the guy to a duel on the beach or anything, but at least let me vent to him about it and get as upset about it as me. Does that yeah, make sense? No, I know what you mean. Maybe and I know they're not really dating. It's still I, early. I know. I know. I thought he was going to get a tongue lashing. Yeah. We thought that something was going to happen here. Maybe Four she, guys went on the beach to tell Peter he should leave, you know, based he, on the fact he that he literally called Brittany a waste of time and not one of them yeah. was Andrew. Yeah, maybe she knows his character. She knows he's he's a peaceful guy. Like yeah. He's not a conflict guy. So maybe she accepted that. I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, she doesn't seem perturbed by this. They make out on on a daybed, so. That's that. <laughs> so it's just me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the song for drinking rosé? <laughs> it's more like. <laughs> okay, so you just admitted you know nothing about wine. Yeah. I also know nothing about wine, and that's why we love us some First Leaf. Yeah. Because First Leaf makes it very easy to order wine that you end up loving, even though you don't know you're going to love it, because you fill out a quiz first about your tastes, what you're into. Mm-hmm. So I said, for example, I like chocolate, citrusy flavors. I didn't like mushrooms. That's a funny thing to say to a waiter. Like, what kind of wine are you looking for? Like, I don't like mushrooms. It's like, oh, I got the wine for you. <laughs> well, firstly, they literally that. did that. Yeah. And so far, I've loved every wine that we've gotten from them, including yeah. this rosé. Basically, they get to know your tastes and mm. then send you wine. And if you don't like the wine, then they will credit you that bottle mm. for your next order. And each time you simply rate like thumbs up or thumbs down so that each month your box becomes more and more curated to your exact taste. Which is awesome. It's awesome. It's a 96% accuracy. I love the specificity Amazing. of that they number. They could have easily said 95. I know, I know, but it is 96. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just a big fan because I can admit it, I am a wine Idiot. layman. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> You're a wine halfwit. I am too. Yeah. I know nothing about wine. I, truly. I know less than nothing. Yeah. I love First Leaf. It arrives at your door. You don't need to make a trip out. And it's just really handy to have wine on hand if you have guests over and you just know you're going to like it. Yeah. <sighs> it holds your hand through the very complex journey of wine. So sign up for First Leaf today and get your first six bottles for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com <laughs> slash shandy. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash shandy to get your first six bottles for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash shandy. Rocket money, it's rocketing money. Rocket money is what you want. <laughs> good jingle, Andy. Yeah, needs some work, but not bad. Yeah, pretty good on the spot. Yeah. Rocket money, formerly known as Truebill, really does rocket your money. It does. Because it saves you money. How many things can you say save you money without question? And not only does it save you money, it saves you a lot of money. I saved $200 out of the gate. When I signed up. Well, it's funny you say that because it says here that most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. Wow. Isn't that crazy? $200. And how many of those do they really use or want? And that's where Rocket Money comes in. They make it so easy. You link up your bank accounts and they help you identify and cancel those subscriptions with one tap. It's really something everyone should have. And it's something the subscription services want no one to have. And did you know 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about? And Rocket Money helps you find those even though you may not know you're paying for them. Mm. So cancel those unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash shandy. Seriously, it could save you hundreds a year. That's rocketmoney.com slash shandy. Okay, so now it's WordWatch 6. After the commercial, Michael says, Casey and Pizza Pete leaves. Michael says all he needs is a few more people to have a really horrible night. (laughs) Lots of focus now on Michael and how, quote, the well has dried up. He says in passing, he wonders if he should have focused more on getting to know Brittany. 
I actually uh, would have liked to have seen that. Yes. I wrote, maybe he'll get one of those honorary roses of legend, the Natasha rose, we should call it. But I knew the powers of that. Oh, be. They we, weren't we letting knew. Michael leave. We were Michael like, wasn't allowed to leave the island. Yeah. Even if he sprained his ankle, they would get him crutches. Yes. So Q, Danielle Maltby <laughs> arrives conveniently. She says it's been five years since she's been on Paradise. It's clear she is literally sent in there to save Michael. Michael in his ITM says that Paradise provides. Mm, it does. I mean, it provides when you are a Michael. That's true. They head to the bar and he holds her hand and she kind of pulls it away. I thought this was Yeah, no, good opener. <laughs> Went too far, too fast. I've seen this happen before. Like I've seen, like I, I, I've never, a guy who does this, I was never a quick hand holder. Because uh, I feel like hand-holding is pretty close to kissing. Okay. Like, I think it's the same level of intimacy. When you don't know someone, you're suddenly holding their hand. That's a little weird to me. Like, I, I might as well just go in for the kiss. Just uh, roll the dice, you know, okay. if you're going to go there. But I do, I have seen many times friends, like, start holding a girl's hand. I'm like, what, why are you holding her hand so fast? You know what's fun? So, you know, I was really into Terrace House for a while. Oh, yeah, you love a, Terrace House. Yeah. I like the way you downplayed that. Like, yeah, I was, like, kind of, you know, back in the day into <laughs> Terrace House. Like, literally every time... You were on an opera gig. I was at home. I'd be like, oh, I want to watch some Netflix. And be like, nope, someone else is using your account. <laughs> to watch Terrace Every time. Okay. But what I learned about Japanese culture is that holding hands is like a really big deal. Well, so is kissing. So is all agree. of it. I agree. Yeah, but they just, they don't hold hands. It's like, it's even like a conversation. It's like, can I hold your hand? And you would see a girl say no. I completely agree. Hand holding. Even when I hold your hand. Honestly, sometimes like we'll be walking along and I'll hold your hand. I'm like, wow, that's really intimate. Like to mm -hmm. me, it's almost a lot. It's like third base. Mm. Yeah, I think hand-holding is a little overrated. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, a good hand-hold with a new person. Oh, is very exciting. I, 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 I'm I a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cute and wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Reveal too much. No, it's cute. That's cute. Yeah. So Danielle and Michael go talk now. He makes it very clear. He is not attached and that he's interested in her. Mm. And in his ITMs, it's endearing how excited he is about her. To me, it's very clear when all the Sierra stuff happened last week that the producers were like, Michael, stay. We promise it'll be worth your while. Yeah, yeah. Something's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason I can picture Michael sticking around is because he was told there it was worth the wait. Now it's finally that rose ceremony. I asked you here, Andy, who you thought would be getting Shanae's rose. And we both had our money on Logan. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. It's just, and I told you so. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. And it's worthy. <laughs> there are now eight women and 10 men. Things have changed very quickly over the course of the evening. Serene gives her rose to Brandon, Jill to Jacob. Andy, you had a theory here that ever since Jacob met Jill, he's dropped the character. Yeah. And I can't tell why. I think I have two theories. I have two theories. One is now that he's partnered up, He's like, okay, I don't have to do this anymore. I can just be myself. Uh -huh. Like the game is up. Yeah. And the other is that he's not crazy about being partnered up and he's kind of lost his joie de vivre. Oh, I disagree. I think it's, I don't think it's that one. It's not that one. Yeah. I think that it's, he doesn't need to peacock as much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the one. Yeah. Or maybe he's just tired. <laughs> he's just tired. <laughs> he's just being worn down. I'm still, I, but I have to say, I'm still not convinced that Jacob is Jacob. I think it might be an act. I think he's playing up the dumb blonde. He has these moments where he's talking about the buongiorno, like what Peter needs to learn is humility. Like he's pretty specific. Yeah. He's just a kook. 
He's, a, he's an a endearing of, kook. He's an endearing kook. Lace gives her rose to Rodney and asks, Rodney, will you accept this rose? And he says, I do. And you <laughs> loved this, Andy. You died. <laughs> Genevieve gives her rose to Aaron, Sinead to Logan. And we said, oh, no, the police department's broken yeah. up. Victoria to Johnny. I wish we saw more of them in general, more interaction. I agree. I think it's too real for them to show. It's just too normal and real. Yeah. Brittany to Andrew, Danielle to Michael, and Andy, you had beef with the fact that they put this last and made it suspenseful. It's ridiculous. You said the last to go should have been Shanae because it was the real cliffhanger. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, was Danielle going to give her rose to yeah, Justin? She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now it's the next day and Michael and Danielle talk. We learn now that they had never met. They had just had an online friendship because she had reached out to Michael she DM'd him, I guess, to say that they have this rare thing in common in the Bachelor world uh, because her fiancé, Nick, had passed away 11 years no. earlier. Mm. So Brandon now finds a date card, and it's for Danielle. And so, of course, she invites Michael. And I wrote here, the favoritism for Michael is over the top. Just in the, like, look, I actually, you know, I, I want Michael to find love as much as anyone, you know, but I just find that it's so blatant. Like, they have such a blatant favoritism for Michael. Like, everything works out for him. Why didn't they make him Bachelor? I don't get it. I don't know if maybe he didn't want to do it. It's possible. That's the only explanation. Yeah, it's like grocery Joe level favoritism. Where the the, the, He's like walking between the raindrops. He's basically a producer. He's an executive producer. (laughs) Exactly. Michael and Danielle now ride on a yacht. He asks what her dating life has been like and why is it so successful? They have a good laugh over Mm -hmm. this. Michael asks what made her come and she says she hoped to meet him. Very direct. He says in his eyes, success from paradise is dating someone in the real world afterwards. I totally agree with this. He reveals he's only ever said the L word to one person in his entire life. Oh, and Andy, here you wondered about how many people you have said it to. And then that made me wonder about how many people I've said it to. And then we paused the show to to count silently. And we agreed that we would reveal the Mm. number here on the podcast. We have not shared this to each other yet. So... So, so, so let's go one, two, three, number. number. That's a little confusing. Let's do ABC number because then it's like one, two, three, three. It could be uh, like okay, a weird. Okay, okay. You know, so super. ABC number. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. One, two. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I just said ABC number. <laughs> Short term memory on point. What? Okay. <laughs> ABC <Ten>. five. <laughs> Ten? Yeah, two were kind of mistakes. <laughs> I take blame for that. That's so many. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I've been alive longer than you. You have. A lot longer. You have many years on me, so maybe yeah. that's why. That's yeah. hilarious. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I found you. I thought you were going to say five to seven. There were eight solid ones and two, like, very poor choices. For me, I have four salt, mm, three really solid ones. One, like, in the moment it was right, and then one, like... I felt pressured into it. Yeah. One was for me was someone was literally leaving my house like in a huff. And I said, I love you. Like, I love to get stay. her back. And that, I counted that. Does that count? No, no. I counted the one where I, you know, felt pressured. So, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very honest. Yeah. Okay. Danielle asks what's on his brain right that second. And he says that this feels comfortable. He asks her the same what's on her brain. And she said she had something in mind and thought she lobbied it up for him. <laughs> 
and he missed it. This was a sort of weird exchange. I felt like they didn't flesh this out no, properly. I think she wanted him to kiss her. Is that what it Is was? Is that what it was? I'm guessing that's what it was. We watched this twice trying to decode it. We thought we missed it. It's got to be a kiss. It was what else is it? Yeah. Like, it's it just strange. It was odd. Anyway, this part of the date ends with Michael revealing he doesn't know how to do this. So back at the beach now, the guys all talk about how deserving Michael is. Yeah, yep. I mean, Michael is just... You know, no one's arguing with how deserving Michael is. Yeah, he should is. have a halo. They should just like, <laughs> like CGI a halo all time. Yeah. Back on the date, Michael has a voiceover about how when you've gone through what he and Danielle have gone through, it's easy to shut off. And so clearly, this is all about them bonding over both having lost a partner. I wrote something here, and I, I have mixed feelings about it. I wrote, it kind of feels like they're commoditizing grief in a way that feels a little icky. It's like, oh, you lost a partner. You lost a partner. Let's put you together. It reminded me of like a cartoon where like at the end of the movie, the fish or the horse or the whatever finds the female version. Oh my God. A perfect example is Toy Story oh, yeah. where Woody meets like the female, like the cowgirl at the end. Yes. It's like, oh, I found yes. my partner. Right. We have this. It's very Disney or Pixar. Yeah. And Disney so in a way, I, it may, I, I don't know. It just rubbed me a little wrong that it's like, oh, let's bring them together and make them talk about having yeah. gone through this together. I, I will say that I agree with you, but, but I also think that of course they're going to do that. Oh Yeah. True, but okay, so my but was that in spite of myself feeling that way, I was really touched by the conversation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't blame them. Like, as much as it's sort of tacky, it's also like, of course, like, this is a very specific and horribly painful thing to happen. Yeah. Why not? Like, we happen to have someone in Bastionation who has the same experience. Like, why not put them together? I don't blame them for this. Yeah. They're lucky it works as well as it does yeah. between these two. Well, they're lucky they didn't have to force it. Be like, you sure you don't feel camaraderie yeah, with her yeah, about yeah. this? Yeah. Like, they're lucky it just happened naturally. Yeah. Because they would have gone there. You know they would have done that. 100%. Okay, so now they sit at a restaurant. Michael talks about their friendship and, quote, looking at making that crossover. <laughs> Andy, you said, quote, is there anything less pussy wetting than a guy who talks about trying to transition your friendship into something more romantic? The most hot thing about turning a friendship into romance is not talking about it. Do you stand by that? I, I, I said it. So Danielle talks about how her fiance died of a drug overdose and now she feels guilt in two ways. One, for not having known what he was doing, but two, for her happiness today mm -hmm. and yeah. the person she's grown into. And he seems to really understand this. He says it's easier to give up and be sad than to choose happiness. He talks now about his tendency to pull away when feelings start to get real. He can't tell whether he's running or if it's just not the right person. And he says, Danielle, you're further along than I am. Does it ever go away? She says, no. There's a, some good rueful laughter here. And she says she thinks for a long time she was searching for someone when she wasn't yet who she wanted to meet yet. Okay. You follow that? That was a lot of stuff, but There's yeah. a lot of she's I mean, I get what in that she's sentence. Saying. Yeah, I understand what she means too. And it adds up. Yeah. Michael says at this age, he can only be with people who are scarred. And she agrees it's yeah. life experience. And he says battle tested. Michael asks what she thinks Nick would have wanted for her. And she says he would have wanted her to be in a safe relationship. She asks if part of him is looking for Laura. Oh, this uh, question. This was really like a uh. Sucks. Yeah, it's rough. And you can tell that Michael, he answers it and he doesn't answer it. Yeah. 
He says he's only ever said, I love you to one person ever. It's difficult finding love again and welcoming that in. That's his answer. Mm. She quotes a song now by Grace Potter. I lit a fire with the love you left behind. Uh, I got chills. I got chills too. I just got chills again. I'm saying with you saying it. (laughs) Yeah. When she said it, I was like, wow. And his reaction to he's so moved by this. And in his ITM, he cries. You can just feel the sense of him feeling understood. I mean, that's got to feel good. And yes, he is looking for Laura. Of course, he's looking for Laura. Yeah. There's nothing he wants more than exactly Laura. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. So it's sad. It's very touching. It's brutal. And he calls it the best first date ever. And he can't think of anyone he'd rather do it with. And this transitions into a kiss. We marvel again at how good Michael is at this. Yeah. The transition into the first kiss. Age. (laughs) Age. I mean, he really, it's not like we're talking, talking, talking. No, it's an actual transition. Yes. It's a real transition. Notice he didn't catch the ball she threw about kissing on the yacht, because that was the obvious place to have a a, a forced kiss. I mean, assuming that is indeed what she wanted. I I, I don't know if I'll ever know. I'm like 90% sure that's what she was talking about. Okay. But I'm saying he was, he was like, no, we're not ready yet. I'm not there. I'm not the guy who does that. That's not where, yeah. It does feel like Michael needs to really feel connected with someone to kiss. Age. And you know what? Danielle. Age. Why do you go for Danielle? Aside from the fact that they have a commonality. Yeah. Age. She's an adult. And I'm nothing against everyone else. Everyone else is an adult. No, I mean, it's obvious. What you're saying is, no offense, but everything you're saying is obvious. Yeah. She just seems like a full grown adult on that beach. Like she stands out. Yeah. She really does. She's a grown ass adult, (laughs) as they say. (laughs) I like that for some reason. She's like, yeah. Why? Okay, so back at the beach, Victoria asks Johnny what he wants to do when they leave there. And he says an amusement park. Since doing something fun like that boosts endorphins. He's right. That's oh, why you should something? never do drugs on a first date. <laughs> I had a friend told me that. I really love that she didn't react negatively to this, which I can picture some people doing. Yeah. This is this idea that it is strategic. It is sort of psychological. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I get it. We speak the same language. I gotta say, I like Victoria. I mean, I like them both. I think Johnny and Victoria are on another, and this isn't derogatory in any way. I just think they're on another level. Yeah, it feels like they have both dated a lot. They've dated a lot. And I gotta say, and not this is not some high school thing. I'm just saying, they're cool. Mm Mm-hmm. They've dated in very competitive environments. Yes. <laughs> They're high level players. I honestly, I'm going to say, I think Johnny's too cool. Like I would be like, I wouldn't be comfortable hanging out with Johnny because he's too cool. I wouldn't be able to keep up. I'd be like, you're too cool. I want to hang out with dorks. <laughs> so Jesse now pulls the entire group aside and asks them where their relationships are at. And Genevieve says she feels good about Aaron. Jacob says things with Jill are great. Ding. Rodney feels good about Lee. Slogan feels good about Sinead. Yep. Yep. A whole lot of dings, which yeah. amounts to we can't leave this the way things are this is boring another example of how love is not really the ultimate goal of bachelor (laughs) in paradise was this what tipped you off yes this is it (laughs) finally i figured it out jesse says he's so happy to hear all this but in life and in love there are challenges Mm -hmm. he's going to be putting their relationships to the test and when we say he it's it's of course just him there's no one else doing that that's it (laughs) Jesse woke up that morning. He's like, I got a good idea. I'm going to do this thing. They may never go back to the way they were before. And there's an amazing shot here of Victoria trying not to laugh. (laughs) 
That's great. It was the most subtle fourth wall breakage of just her. It, it was very meta for somebody yeah, yeah, in the yeah. moment to be like, uh, she's very endearing. Yeah, I got to say, this is a great redemption story for Victoria so yeah. far. Jesse reveals the ladies have to leave the beach and will be staying at another resort while the men stay behind. And they won't see each other all week and cue five new women, Jesenia, Sarah, Kate, Eliza, and Florence from, I guess, Bachelor Australia. Yeah, they're really tapping Bachelor Australia. Yeah. What's up with that? Johnny says, you're looking that way, but you could feel the girl you're with looking at you. <laughs> and Victoria... Victoria says that day Johnny had asked, this is in her ITM, she says that that day Johnny had asked why she looked different. And it was because she wasn't wearing makeup. Oh. And she said it was a bad day for that to have oh, happened. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, especially since she's absolutely stunning without like, makeup why on. Why you look different? Yeah. Come on. As the ladies leave, Victoria says to Johnny, be good or I'll kill you. <laughs> so a quick thing on this. Apparently, this is a ripoff of Love Island. Yeah, people total people came at us for saying it was Temptation Island, but I just want to say it's not not Temptation it's Island. It's totally to do Temptation this. Island. And Temptation Island was around before Love Island. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and <laughs> Temptation Island was around before The Bachelor. <laughs> yes, it's OG. the OG, the OG of tempting. <laughs> okay, everyone agrees and gets to know each I think, other. I think actually the Garden of Eden was the OG of tempting. <laughs> just to be technical here. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone greets now and gets to know each other. And Logan in his ITM says he's confused. He's not sure what's right or wrong. Logan, I'm <laughs> telling you, Logan is like, I am going to not make a single mistake on Bachelor Paradise. He's trying so hard. He is playing it so, so careful. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I don't blame him. He was traumatized. I think he was. It's not his finest, though. I think Logan, I want to see Logan come out of his shell. I want to see Logan. Unfortunately, because he was so scarred by the potentially bad edit he got on uh, Bachelorette, is I think he's just he's playing it too safe. But remember, he's he, not at being this himself. Point: He hasn't seen his edit yet. Oh, they haven't seen. I don't think so. That's why. Yet? That's why no one knew who he was or who Johnny was, or who Tyler was. These people from really, yeah, that changes everything for me. You're saying none of these people have seen the Bachelorette? No, yet? this was filmed while Bachelorette was still airing or was about to air or whatever. Yeah, you sure. So I'm he didn't 99. see. So Logan did not see a single episode of his season. No, I think though he he got screener. He got something. He he's got like some daily. Oh, so or something. you're convinced that Logan's acting differently because he watched his edit? He had to have gotten through the grapevine, known that he was just didn't come off all that great. Um, no, I think that he just put the pieces together based oh, on wow. his experience. Okay. Like it's, it was clear that, okay, but you know, with how it went with Rachel and then okay. he went over to Gabby. Like, I, th I don't think he so thought he read it was the tea leaves, sailing. regardless of whether he saw the yeah, season, yeah, yeah. he was reading the tea leaves. I think okay. so. I just keep thinking of Logan on night one of the bachelorette. Yes, and I we want never that saw Logan that. Back. Yeah. We never saw that again. Yeah. He's not really coming into his own the way, for example, Thomas did. <laughs> So here I joked, Andy, that if this happened, you would so hook up with a new girl. And Andy, you said sweetly, I would bone, but I would stay with you. <laughs> Thanks. Would you be okay with that? I mean, that I Australian guy. I would, all Charlene talked about is this Australian guy. I couldn't hear the end of it. Okay. The women now talk about how fucked up the situation is. This is while they're packing. I felt so bad that they had to pack. I hadn't even thought of that part. Yeah. Do you know how much stuff you have? I know, I know. I remember packing for rose ceremonies and for one-on-one -on -one dates. It was There's awful. nothing I hate more than packing. It's, 
Is there anything worse than packing? It's the worst. That's when I want to be Sabrina the Teenage Witch and just go. Brum. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> they have to pack. <laughs> it has to be Sabrina the yeah, Teenage there's no Witch. Other I think there's no other witch that, that can yeah. be. You want, why not be Superman and do it? You get all the other powers too. Yeah, because if you're Superman though, you have to go, f- you're still doing it. It's just in super Oh, speed. you do it in like one hundredth of a second. Yeah, but you're still doing it. So you're saying he's going through the same suffering in a hundredth of a second that we go through in three hours? No, it's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't, it's nothing. All I'm saying is that as Sabrina the Teenage Witch would just go, brum, and it would be done. And, and Superman would do the same thing, except he'd actually do it himself. But it would be so fast that he wouldn't even conceive of the time it took. Yeah, but he still has to do it. It's still the chore of doing it. Well, we'll have Superman and Sabrina the Witch on the podcast and we'll talk to them about Sabrina the Witch. It's Sabrina the Witch, right? Is that her name? No, it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay, so the women are like, are these new women going to sleep in our beds? They Mm. contemplate going and asking their men to leave with them. And Andy, you wondered why Serene and Brandon didn't just do this. And then I reminded you about the Neil Lane ring on the line. I forgot. All the guys and new girls toast to new beginnings now. And Jill, meanwhile, cries. They can't give us one good fucking day. They. They. Let's not forget who they is, Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. (laughs) They. uh, It's not it is. (laughs) It's not Jesse Palmer. <laughs> so now as Lace starts to spiral, we see Rodney and Eliza hitting it off. And the OG ladies are fully crying now. They're sobbing. And I I, I genuinely wonder how the producers are pulling this off just from an interpersonal standpoint. Because when I think about my time on the show, like the producers are really good at being your friend. A lot of these things are out of their control. I, we don't have. I think those days are over. I think they're just like you're. You're in the jungle, baby. Oh my god, I'm like from such an old time. Yeah, you're in the time when they cared about, about it. You don't know what it, now. It's probably just like you're. you're I'm my from bitch. the Alon Gale days, and now yeah. we're dealing with it's everything's rogue. Yeah, actually, it's like, it's the you know opposite. what it's like. It's like going to the Navy SEALs. Now, now it's like literally, you're just like you are. <laughs> we own you. We're gonna ruin you. But like, how do they get them to agree to do stuff? Like a good example is all the women on the balcony of the resort being like, fuck you, Jesse Palmer. It's like, who? who? Okay, so obviously a producer made them do this, just as a producer made us be like, Juan Pablo off the balcony of the mansion. Like, that's a thing. But do the women think that Jesse Palmer did this? Or are they told to think that Jesse Palmer did this? Or are they told to act like they think that Jesse Palmer did this? They know that Jesse Palmer didn't do this. Yeah. They've been they in this to. world. Yes. They know, but they are told to do it and they're joking about it. They know it's not okay, him. Okay, so based on that then, this. How do they maintain the friendships with these contestants after they find, you know, Jill's like, we can't have one good day. It's, what is the producer who's talking to her in an ITM saying? Are they like, it's it's not me. They just, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, no, I bet you they're like, they sprung it on me too. I didn't even know this was happening until this morning. I bet you anything it's something along oh, those sure lines. Oh, sure, they passed the blame off. But it is yeah. some level of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm, yeah. yeah. You just become friends with your captors. Like You're just like, I don't know why that happens. I, I kind of have an idea why it happens, but it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. Plus there's that element, and I, I can speak from experience, that producers have this sort of coolness element. I feel like a lot of contestants never grow out of this, or at least for years after, yeah. where they still want to be friends. They want to be liked by them. You know, know what, what it's I mean? like? It's like a, a very extreme example of negging, why negging works. Ah, yeah. Wow, it was a good parallel. Yeah. Okay, so back on the beach, Andrew tells Jasenia that everyone's pretty much wifed up. <laughs> And she says, really? 
I was told there's only one really solid relationship. Yeah. Great fourth wall breakage here. Yeah. It gives us some insight into what those women have been told. They've yeah. been told they have a chance. Oh, well, I mean, I think Which it's a tell. Do. You should take it for what it's worth. Yeah. I think the producers are like, yeah, there's only one couple that's rock solid. Yeah. And they were right. Because even though Aaron seems to be pretty loyal to Genevieve throughout this. Yeah. It's like she you're not, doesn't you're seem not confident. Sure. Like she's crying the whole time. Clearly. Serene and Brandon are, are the, the only, only couple ones. that yeah. everyone knows is going to last. Yeah, except for Michael and Danielle, who are still on their date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're totally just like, like Michael's like, yeah, let's see, you know, for this scene, um, I'm not going to do that. We're going to, we're just going to stay on our date. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you thanks. do that, we're going to be off on a yacht. Okay? Yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. Good? Is that okay. cool? Okay, you guys, you guys can take a break. Take five. Uh, new crew come in. Okay, so now the guys chat. Logan says, it really sucked watching Shanae make out with James for four to five days. <laughs> I mean, usually it sucks to watch your girlfriend make out with the guy for like five seconds, but four or five days is... He says he, he feels bad, but he's a little mixed on this. And Johnny says, don't feel too bad, man. They are all there to explore things. He Johnny says, is like the wise <laughs> sage. Next to Logan, we kept saying Logan had a game on The Bachelorette season. Johnny oh, no, no. is... Johnny kills Logan. Oh my God. Johnny's game is upsetting. It upsets me. <laughs> Johnny says that they're there to explore things. Not necessarily everyone, but Logan in particular deserves to have some fun after what he's been through. I agree. That's the thing. We don't totally disagree with him. Yeah. Logan's so scared. He's yeah. so gun shy. He's like, mm -hmm. am I allowed to do things? Yeah. And now that's the end of episode six. It's credits. We see Johnny Ooh. surfing. <laughs> You're so happy. <laughs> Did the credits come sooner than you were expecting? A little bit sooner. Yeah, in general, these two episodes start to really move. Yeah. We looked at the clock a few times and were shocked at how much time had passed. Well, generally, Bachelor in Paradise time is about twice normal time. It's like <laughs> it's like you're going to the like event horizon of a black hole. Time just like slows down the closer you get. But I actually felt this first episode was maybe like 15% shorter than real time. Mm. Uh, certainly 50% shorter feeling than the last five episodes. Yeah. You know what's you know what the shortest is? Going to a good zoo. It's like two hours, like 15 minutes. That's because we went to the zoo. We did. We went to the, the zoo. Denver Zoo's amazing. The Denver Zoo. Uh, don't tell anybody. There was no one there. There was literally no one there. It was just us and a tiger. <laughs> okay, so now it's episode seven. OG women still melting down while there's a montage of the guys talking to the new women now. And now we cut to the OG women riding in a bus in traffic, looking miserable. And now we cut back to the guys laughing and drinking with the new women. The OG women now enter a fancy resort. And Andy, you said they should have sent them to a Motel 6. <laughs> and now they shout from the balcony, fuck you, Jesse Palmer. Okay. Yeah. So now the new women chat. They have a girl chat. They do. Eliza's excited about Rodney. Jasenia says she finds Jacob cute. Kate says Logan's hot, but has questionable tastes if he went for Shanae. And then Sarah says, oh, yeah, that makes me wonder, too, because, quote, I feel like I was vibing with him, but now I'm wondering what's the vibe. <laughs> I'm also wondering what the vibe is or what vibe is in general. Right. I think vibing is eventually going to become a thing where you're like, how are you doing? I like vibing. <laughs> they agree Andrew is super sweet and Andy here you said isn't it funny how this is all about seeing which penis is going to go in their vagina <laughs> okay so back at the resort now the ladies are sitting in their beautiful prison they hear thunder and hope it rains and ruins the night back at the beach 
back at the beach. It's a full-blown party. We get a hot tub scene with Jacob and yeah. Kate. It gets pretty hot and heavy. It does. With him at one point, she's straddling him while they make out. Rodney and Eliza seem to be talking a lot. Back at the resort now, the OG ladies are inexplicably dressed up as they have a girl chat. <laughs> So they knew they had to know they something knew. was coming. I think they knew that the thing that was coming was coming. I don't know if they knew what thing was coming, but it was more likely they were told to get dressed up and a twist was going to happen that would be in their favor. And uh, yeah, so I, have I a think good attitude. If it's this is not complex. It's not like learning how to play grandmaster chess. <laughs> I mean, this is like one notch below checkers. It's like the guys got new girls. We're going to get new guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a matter of time. So Michael and Danielle now return from their date. Yeah. <laughs> They're really What's just- What's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah, no, we're not interested. It's amazing just how exempt from the rules Michael what is. What is that? Let's talk about this. Well, Let's talk, because everyone wants to know what we think about this. And I'll tell they? you what I think. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Well, Danielle just arrived. So what? There's two shows happening here. There's Bastard in Paradise, yeah. and there's the Michael story. Yeah. Michael is exempt from all of paradise. Mm. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. He gets a fresh girl. He's like, I want a new girl. Hey, waiter. <laughs> Got a song. New girl. <laughs> I'm waiting here. I've been waiting 10 minutes for a girl. Get me a girl. A girl comes. It's a perfect girl for him. <laughs> he has a lovely date. Everyone's getting screwed. Yeah. He has just nothing. No problems. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. But also, I respect it. I well, mean, he deserves it. Like, he's been through a rough time. But like... There's no mention of the fact that there's a disparity here. Yeah. It's like first class. It's literally international first class versus economy coach. I wouldn't be surprised if he was flown out there in first class and everyone else was flown That's out. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so you know, true. We met someone from last- Why wasn't he bachelor? <laughs> we met someone from Paradise of last season who said that Grocery Joe was basically the sheriff on the beach. Yeah. And I think that that applies to Michael. Like he is above the law. Yeah. He's above the Paradise law. He is. In this case, I understand Danielle just arrived. It just feels so conspicuous. Like if I were someone else on the beach, I'd be like, wow, Michael, he's clearly the favorite. He's the contestant, as if we can call them that, mm. that is taken seriously. Yeah, that you can tell they like him. Yeah, you can't mess around with him. You mm -hmm. can't joke around. You can't put him into bad situations. Yeah. He's a serious contestant. <laughs> and therefore, he's in first class <laughs> eating steak tartare. <laughs> so Michael thinks that he and Danielle are going to join the pack of strong couples on the beach. And as they enter, they're like, oh, there's new arrivals. <laughs> and Michael is quickly filled in on what has happened. And his reaction is priceless, I've yeah. got to say. He puts his head in his hands and says, that's so weird. I think part of the reason why Michael is exempt or why he's first class. We'll just say he's first class. First that's what class. he is. Premium first class. Premium. Not like that bullshit domestic Oh, no. He's, he's got class. a bed. Yeah. His seat reclines yeah. fully. Michael doesn't give the dramatic good TV reaction. No. He's the real human. He's like he, too real. Yeah. He's yeah. like, that's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. He's not like, what? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Just a normal guy. Yeah. Normal 38 year old grown man. Well, Andy, so in love with my care of vitamin packets, am I, that I threw it in my suitcase and it's all bent out of shape, but I just really love this. I'm completely addicted to it. The ability to just pull this out, it's got the vitamins I need and the ones that I signed up for using their in-depth questionnaire 
about what my health concerns were. And not only are these great on the go, but I just love that it's also a compostable film. So this isn't just plastic going in landfill. Um, should I do a jingle or no? It's too many no, jingles. No. Everything I've got from Care Of, I use religiously now. Mm-hmm. I can't say that about many things. It's true. And your sleep pills, amazing. Yes, and actually we finished ours and we need to order more. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, I actually was stressed out because I saw they were empty. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of upset at you for not being on top of that. <laughs> we got into a fight. <laughs> And also, I love their matcha collagen, by the way. And their protein powder. I don't protein powder. Do I look like a guy who protein powders? I protein powder. Yes, it's delicious. I like to put it in a blender with almond milk and a frozen banana and some ice cubes. It's delightful before a workout. And let's be honest. No one really knows what vitamins they need. When you take a multivitamin, you're getting a one size fits all. Yes. Vitamins are not off the rack. Mm. You need vitamins based on your needs. Yes. And they give you that. And that's why I love their in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, because then you do get those personalized recommendations. It's not off the rack. Mm. It is bespoke to Mm. you and your body and your needs. For example, I always need a little extra iron and I have one right in there. Iron. So Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders to your door every month. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com and use promo code SHANDY50. That's SHANDY50. Again, that's 50% off your first Care Of order at takecareof.com, promo code SHANDY50. You're looking radiant, Charlene. Oh, husband. Why, thank you. Glowing. Glowing. (laughs) Wow. It might be because of my skincare routine, which you know I take very seriously. Mm -hmm. And I have been using prescription tretinoin for many, many years, over a decade now. And that's why I especially love apostrophe, because now I don't need to go to the dermatologist to get that prescription tretinoin. You know how I knew apostrophe was good? Because I don't know anything about skincare. Mm. That you liked it. (laughs) <laughs> you are impossible to please when it comes to skincare. Actually, you know, we've been advertising apostrophe for over a year now. But now that you mention it, when apostrophe first came across our desk, I was like, eh. Because I take advertising skincare very seriously. Oh. We get offers all the time to advertise skincare stuff and makeup stuff, like this kind of stuff that I'm very particular about. And I'm like hitting my microphone with excitement over this. But I really do take skincare very seriously. And at first I was like, apostrophe, no, I've never heard of it. I don't know what that is. I don't want to do it. And then you're like, well, try the website. Out. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. And then I was absolutely hooked. We got it in the mail and I was like, actually kind of horrified at how much easier it was to do that than to make an appointment with the dermatologist, physically go to the dermatologist, pay to see the dermatologist, and then have to get that prescription and then go to the pharmacy and get it there. The only time I go to the dermatologist now is when I have like a horrible skin problem. It's <laughs> unfortunately is more often than it should be. <laughs> Yeah, I have sensitive skin. So with Apostrophe, you fill out their online questionnaire where you take selfies of your skin and from different angles, not just the front, because mm. you know you get stuff over on the side. You sure do. And you say what your concerns are, and those could be acne Bacne. or aging, back knee, chest knee, butt knee, all the knees. You can just say what your concerns are, and then a real board-certified dermatologist, I say real but for real, it's yeah, an actual, it's actual person yeah. and you get you see their name and their credentials. It's an actual dermatologist will review your information and then prescribe you something. And they have both oral and topical medication if they think you need it. And look, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So we have a very special offer for our audience, the Shandies. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and enter code Shandy. That is a savings of $15 and this offer is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click begin visit. Then use our code Shandy at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That number is ridiculous. It's, it's like a joke It's not number. a real number anymore. It's with inflation, that literally is zero. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So Jesse now arrives at the resort and the ladies are like, oh, Jesse. Genevieve <laughs> says that she thought she liked him. And he says he knows he's not their favorite person. And we agreed that it's, the, all, t- it's all, yeah. It's tongue in cheek. Yes. They know he's not the We think guy. the women are in on knowing that Jesse had absolutely nothing yeah. to do with this. And Jesse asks how confident they are that the men can fight temptation. And Jill says, not confident. And he says, how come? And she says, they're men out of sight, out of mind. I mean, Jill really comes words. through with these lines here and there. I got to say, I don't want to apply this to all men, but I really, truly, and if, if you guys watch our relationship episodes, I've said this before, I really think this applies to a lot of men. I have experienced it personally I agree, dating. but if it's right, yes, no. And I will say this, this trope, which is invented by Temptation Island, which people say is Love Island, but it's actually Temptation <laughs> Island, but then it's Love Island. <laughs> I agree with it because the fact is, is that, wait a minute, this is some TV show where you just met like a week ago. This kind of seems like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let's test it. Why not test it? Mm. But if it's real, it'll work. Yeah. And if it's not, it's going to immediately fall apart. Yeah. So I, I agree with this. I actually think this is the best thing to do in these dating shows. <laughs> <laughs> You're really drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> I will say, Andy, you have developed a glint in your eye that was not there before about this yeah, season. Yeah, they won me over. This, I told you, the middle of the season, they start building. Okay, so Jesse now brings in five new guys. Ooh, Rick, Olumide, Alex, Tyler, and Adam, who is from Australia. I gotta say... I mean, I, I consider myself a straight man, but whew, yeah, that Adam guy on fuego. Was, I mean, this is like I, that that Australian. Like, if if I had to, uh-huh. it, it would be that Australian. <laughs> Although I gotta say, it doesn't seem like the ladies really take to him. I think they're intimidated. Shanae seems very into Tyler straight off the bat. <sighs> they all have a splish splash together now and dance and drink. And back at the beach, meanwhile, Andrew and Jasenia talk. She asks if he's open. He says he doesn't want to lead anyone on or hurt anyone. Andrew says he's a semi-relationship person and that even if he's not officially with someone, it's only one girl. <sighs> and he thinks Brittany is the same as him. Mm. And then we cut to Brittany and Tyler chatting yeah. and making out. Did they I- make out? I wrote that they made out. I'll put it in Brittany here. Brittany and Tyler? Do they make out? I, I think they do. I'm going to insert it because I really? wrote making out. Oh, the... they did make out. Oh, they did. Okay. I think. All right. If they did not, she made out with her eyes. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Andrew's so wholesome, I wrote. And he is. You said he's ni- a nice guy, too nice. Too nice. We see Logan and Sarah making out in the ocean now. Jacob and Kate are a thing. And Rodney and Eliza, quote, look like they've been doing this for a while. Okay, so now it's the next day. Michael and Danielle talk. They joke about how this is going so well, so it's time to find something wrong with it. This was really cute. They make out and their chemistry is really impressive, I've got to say. I'm buying what I'm being sold right now. It's bought. 
Aaron asks Logan about Sarah versus Shanae, and Logan says he's all mixed up, but in his ITM, he says there's nothing that can mess up his relationship with Shanae. At the resort, Shanae gets the date card and asks Tyler, and Brittany is not thrilled about this because she has her eye on Tyler. Tyler's a hot commodity. I know. God, people (laughs) love Tyler. We don't not love Tyler. No, he's all right, I guess. I don't know. Jacob and Kate now talk. She asks about Jill, and he says he doesn't wake up thinking about her, but he did wake up thinking about Kate that morning. I feel like Kate is playing him. I do not buy that Kate is going for Jacob in the real world. I think Kate surveyed the grounds, and Mm -hmm. she's like, that's the guy that's going to be the right one for me to go He's going to flip. Yeah. I can rope him in. And she did. It was easy. A little too easily. It actually made me a little sad because I thought Jacob and Jill had such a special quirky bond. And now Aaron and Danielle talk. Aaron says that he misses Genevieve. He says he made some verbal commitments to Genevieve before she left, and he plans on honoring those. Meanwhile, Genevieve is crying and not open to mingling with the new guys at all. So now we have Shanae's date with Tyler. They happen upon some tantric yoga. They undress, and as Shanae ogles Tyler's abs and counts them in her ITM, I wrote, I don't really understand the fascination with abs and extreme fitness in general. Uh, I know this is probably not a popular opinion, but it's the same way I feel about tattoos. Like, anyone can go get a tattoo. And I'm not saying anyone can get an eight-pack. It's an impressive physical feat. but it takes so much work. Well, yeah, and it's the kind of thing that takes such dedication. Like, everyone knows what needs to be done more or less to achieve that, which is, you know, a lot of dieting, a lot of exercise. Not saying that, you know, doing some moderate exercise here and there and eating a good diet and just being a healthy person is not not good. No, it's just to go that extreme. uh, Like, there's those guys are so jacked. Yeah, I want to date someone who was like how God intended them to be. Yeah, within like maybe 10 or 15%. Yeah, and also I have to say, what are they compensating for? Mm. Like, it's like those, you you ever go, (laughs) tomatoes. By the way, tomatoes have been destroyed. The tomato, the era of the tomato is over. Yeah. Unless you get a tomato that's grown on like a Brooklyn rooftop, your tomato's shit. Or in like, you know, Italy or something. California tomatoes aren't terrible. They're not bad. But like it's the tomato, you go to you go to some New York City grocery store and the tomato is bright red. Yeah, it's and bright, huge. It's the reddest tomato you've yeah. ever seen. It's just, oh my God, you bite into it, nothing. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. I don't want a red tomato. I want a good tomato. <laughs> wait, wait, where are you getting at here? Oh. <laughs> are you calling Tyler's eight packs a, a GMO <laughs> tomato? <laughs> I, you know, if anyone can agree with us, I feel like the Shandies might be those people. Yeah. But to me... When I see this level of fitness, what I think of, I I don't feel attracted to it. All I think is the number of hours a day spent achieving it when I would be just as happy, if not more happy with more or less what their body looks like if they worked out three times a week and ate in moderation and had dessert. Well, it also, <laughs> it, it, it goes into all the parts of like courtship. It's like the less effort with the more content, mm. you know? I don't want to see too much effort. Yeah. I just want to see it be real. I want to see content. We're watching the wrong show, Andy. <sighs> because let me tell you, Shanae is into those abs, very into them. Everyone is into abs on this show. Everyone loves abs. Everyone loves abs. <laughs> 
Okay, so meanwhile, Logan tells the guys he feels a sense of loyalty to Shanae, but he is wondering what she would be doing if she were in the same situation. Cut to Shanae and Tyler making out hard. <laughs> and now Sarah conveniently gets a date card. All these date card arrivals are very convenient. And she yeah. asks Logan and he says yes. And now we cut to the guys playing some game in the pool where Aaron is tapping everyone's head. They have to swim by and, he has to, and he's tapping yeah, their head yeah, and they have yeah. to avoid getting their head tapped. I thought this was actually pretty cute. Yeah, it's a good game. This is, I mean, Aaron is really making a comeback. Aaron, I mean, talk about most improved player. Yes. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. How I like Aaron. I feel uncomfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the resort, it's a very lazy day. The men are off sitting somewhere. The women are sitting somewhere else. And there's not a lot of interaction going on between them. The gist is that the women are very mopey. They're not very happy. These yeah. new men mean nothing. And Serene says, they said we're getting massages and I know it's a professional <laughs> one. <laughs> Good fourth wall. Serene said two things here. This was one of them that made me really laugh and oh, made yeah. me like her a lot yeah, more. Yeah, me too. First of all, they, so they were, the powers that be told them they were getting massages and they're not like bullshit massages like oh, from yeah. these guys. They're professional massages. Of course. Also, when Shanae got that date card and Serene was like, this hoe is going on her third date. <laughs> It was amazing. It was very funny. That was funny. I wish we saw a bit more of Serene's, yeah, like they, the edge in her personality, because we don't see a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. She's, she's also growing on me big time. So as I said, the gist is that the mood is weird here. Rick says it's not what they expected. Rick says he thought they'd meet girls with no connections. They watch the women from afar. And Andy, here you said, funny how they have no game when they're not being pursued. Yeah. You said this scene simulates an actual situation where you're hitting on a girl. They have nothing. It's like kids at a high school dance. If it doesn't fall in their lap, they're useless. It's, it's like the tigers at the zoo getting thrown red meat. They've got no hunting skills. Mm. And it's not because of the show. It's not like these guys, have, you know, their whole life they've been on Bachelor franchise. Yeah. It's just the way they are now. I think men don't have solid game. They don't know how to just approach women who aren't totally receptive to their approach. And also looking. Like we've said before that, you know, if you take away the risk yeah. The guys don't have, they're not like flexing that muscle. Right. They're all swiping. Even, okay, the Bachelor world like is a ridiculous joke. Like these guys have it so easy. So it's easy. unbelievable how easy they have it, especially when they have fame in the real world. Even girls are coming up to them, hitting on them is ridiculous. And I, we know this having many male friends from the Bachelor franchise. It's unbelievable how this changes their lives, their dating lives. We'll There's nowhere I'd rather be if I was in the game, if uh-huh. I was in the market. Yeah. Than a bar filled with bachelor guys and just women. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a joke. Yeah. They'd be standing around waiting to have a girl come up to them and try to get their rose. So Rick's version of flirting, by the way, I think this corroborates your theory. Mm-hmm. He says, Genevieve, the pool's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> come here often. <laughs> and Olu asks the women to chicken fight. But I actually think you're onto something here. It's like, because the women are even semi-shacked up with with other people. Here's the thing. Those women are not really in serious relationships. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not all very, of them. very, very, very casual relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily think that these women are any more in monogamous relationships than any girl at a bar who gets hit on by a guy and who might be interested yeah. depending on how he not, plays his Not cards. to mention, these are no slouches. These are like hand-picked, really handsome, hunky guys. Yeah. 
So it's very, uh, very weak, yeah, very weak performance. As as a game master, Andy. I, come on, let's uh, get crazy. <laughs> but, but yes, thank you. Yeah, I think you were pretty horrified by this, but I think you're right. I was really imagining even just 15 years ago, like not that long ago, 10, 15 years, you're at a bar and the women are at the bar and like the guys are like watching from far and trying to like gauge who they're going to go for and like what their approach is going to be, what they're going to say or whatever, or just, just what they're going to do. Not just like, hey... The pool's really nice over here. Yeah. It's like they don't know what to do if the women aren't like, I'm single. Are you single? Let's talk and then make out. When I was, when I was a boy, (laughs) no, back in the day, I would, it was standard that if you talk to a girl in like a, you know, just a bar or a party or something, they were instantly standoffish. That was a thing. Mm. Uh, people know my age, you know what I'm talking about. But like, <laughs> it was like you had to work through that. You didn't just get like, oh, hi, uh, yeah, who are yeah. you? I yeah. can't wait to talk to you. Yeah. No, it was like, it was like a thing. It was like more of the culture has shifted. It was just like, no. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, it was oh. like, it was all a song and dance. Yeah. Really. It was really like, just birds. like birds. Oh my God. I was just I about to knew say it. birds. I knew it. You know, I think I've told you this. I don't know if I've revealed this on the podcast, but I really am that person where if a guy hits on me today, yeah. I'm married or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Heavy emphasis on the whatever. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> no, but this has happened to me a handful of times where a guy would like hit on me on the street or at the bar or whatever. I, I didn't have my ring on or whatever I did. They just yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. it or whatever. And I am so nice oh, to them. Yeah. I'm like, I just want you to know that I'm married, but I really commend what you're doing. And I think it's a dying art and you should keep approaching you really women. Are. I really you say this credit. to guys. Great. Anyway, my point being that I'm not standoffish. I no. do my best to be very receptive and very warm, even though sure. it's not in that way. Because I think that, you know, yeah. strangers should talk to each other. Although when you... Not make- creepy strangers. <laughs> no, not Well... When you make the choice not to be friendly, though, you are a master ice queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like when a guy's like, hey, beautiful, you'd look pretty if you smiled. It's, it's, it scares me, actually. <laughs> okay, so now Sinead and Tyler are back on their date. They agree that you have to explore your options and be selfish when it comes to exploring. And we checked the time here, and Andy, you and I were surprised that we were around 60 to 70% of the way through the episode. I was surprised. This was the first time all season where we were like, huh? Yeah. It's not bad news? Yeah, it made time go a little faster. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Logan now go on their date. Logan in his ITM says he's terrified to hold this girl's hand. And now they dismount their horses that they've been riding on the beach and mm. walk on the beach holding hands. Logan says he wants to be present with her. He's thankful to be there. The vibe is kind of weird, though, and she clearly wants him to make a move, but he doesn't. He just seems very afraid. He's worried, yeah. And now they head over to the water, and as Sarah strips down to her bikini, Andy, you were enraged by her black box. You said, you can't see that, but you can go to a movie and see heads getting cut off. Unbelievable. It's un. Believable. And now there's a back and forth montage of Shanae and Tyler kissing, followed by Logan and Sarah kissing. And Andy, you said Blambo. <laughs> because, yeah, Blambo was really working on Sarah's oh, rear yeah. here. And now the combo of the vaguely classical music here, paired with the building up of these makeouts, really had us thinking this was A-team editing. Oh, yeah. It stood out to us. And Andy, you were even impressed by the composition. Yeah, I would buy that soundtrack. I, I was amazed you said that was original. That's original. I Baxter think so. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't. I think they have. That's yeah. great. And that's why you hear them reusing themes from one season. It's to very the next. impressive. I want to know who wrote that. I bet it was a different person. They got someone. They flew the someone A-team, in. The yeah. composer. It's like John Williams. <laughs> 
So now it's the evening and Logan and Jacob talk. Logan says he had a great time with Sarah and Jacob asks if he loves her and they share an adorably hearty laugh over this. Yeah. I just love these. Little, it's like Victoria trying not to laugh when yeah. Jesse broke the news about them leaving. Yeah, like you these, should be laughing about this. Yes. It's funny. Jesenia makes her move on Andrew now. She takes him to a little dinner setup with a heart-shaped... Word watch number Ding. seven, Andy. Nice. Little heart-shaped pizza. <laughs> you know, no one expected this one. That was a no. dark, dark horse pizza. Yeah. Jesenia asks where things are with Brittany, and Andrew says he credits her with getting him out of his funk. He says his guard has been up, and jesenia has been very unexpected for him. He says they have the same tastes and everything. They nerd out hard together. And she says she's experienced stigmas. <laughs> having been this girly pageant girl who also happens to like video games. And Andy, you said, there's no stigma about a girl who likes video games. <laughs> you said, quote, I like giving blowjobs. You know, that stigma that goes along with that. <laughs> Jesenia says she really likes Andrew and wants to be a safe space where he can be himself. And he says he opens up to her easily and talking with her's really cool. They make out under a shower head now, interestingly, mm -hmm. and we immediately remarked here on how much hotter this chemistry is than his with Brittany. Oh, yeah. This really stood out to yeah. us. So now back at the resort, Shanae's getting ready to find Tyler because she's hot and bothered mm. after her date. She said he got a boner in the pool, so that's got to be worth something. <laughs> she meets Tyler in a lounge area, and just as it seems things might start to spark back mm. up, Jill arrives with snacks. And totally mm. ruins the moment. This is pretty amusing to watch. Yeah, classic cockblock. Yes. And the highlight of the episode was definitely Sinead returning to her room and giving the camera the finger and saying, fuck you, Jill. And I flopping onto the bed. And this even was lined up with the music. Yeah. A-team editing. It's obvious it's a, a different editor. I would say it's like A-team and C-team. <laughs> I don't. I think it's giving too much credit to B-team. I agree. So now it's the next day and the ladies marvel at Jacob's muscles. Again. I mean, there are a lot of muscles on the beach. I don't think Jacobs are better than anyone else's. <laughs> the focus turns to Rodney and Eliza talking about their future Europe trip mm -hmm. and how her brother will certainly beat him in basketball. A lot of like future conversations happening. And now Rodney and Andrew talk. Rodney confesses he hasn't thought about Lace once. It's a good sign. And he, <laughs> and he hopes she's having a good time. Meanwhile, poor Lace is crying in oh, bed. Lace. On the beach, Rodney gets a date card and takes Eliza, unsurprisingly. Mm. And now cuts it lace again in her ITM saying there's a 50-50 chance of Rodney being with someone else when she gets back. Not quite 50 <laughs> She's an optimist. Yeah. Rodney and Eliza on their date, they laugh a lot. She says he makes her cheeks hurt from smiling so much. And she says she came in with no expectations, but now it's all happening. And they make out. Cut to Lace saying these two days have been hell. They're taking a toll on her. She's miserable. She says it's time to go see Rodney. And Andy, you said, no, don't let her do that. What's the point of separating them if she's allowed to go back? Yeah. I have so many feelings about the Lace stuff, but we'll, we'll keep going. Aaron and Brendan and Johnny now talk to Wells and Wells teaches them about Hurricane Lace, about how poorly Lace is going to handle what's coming her way. Now Lace finally comes to the beach and there are huge reactions from everyone and the guys inform her that Rodney's on a date. She's not happy to hear this. They offer her a seat and Aaron says, sorry, it's a little wet. <laughs> she asks them if they know how Rodney feels and there's a lot of murmuring. Andy, you got a huge kick out of this. There's a lot of, and then you hear one slightly louder voice saying, it's speculation. 
It was like right out, straight out of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like just like like that kind of crowd babble. Yeah, it's like babble, babble, watermelon, 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 babble, 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 babble. Rodney and Eliza now hold hands at the Paradise Threshold. They had a wonderful time. And Andy, you said this is so mean to Rodney. He's not built for this, and neither is Lace. It's no. clear neither of them are built for this. It's but, actually kind of awful. Well, I mean, Lace is cannon fodder. Ah, uh, yes. And and the sad part is, and I hate to say this, I I was entertained by it, <laughs> but uh, I feel bad. I feel bad. I think I was entertained, and then there came a point where she looked like she might cry, and like there was this moment where it looked like she looked like she wanted to disappear. There, I swear, she had this expression that said, "How did I end up back here?" Yeah, and I felt sadness. But I feel like with her that she's going to have that feeling in real life too, a couple of times more. She's got to get better at not giving producers what they want. Yeah, you know, we said this about Rachel on her season uh, as a bachelorette, Rachel Recchia. Just the more you feed into it, the more they're going to do this, and it's so clear with Lace that they're like, "Oh, ha ha ha! She's gonna, yeah. she's going to be Hurricane Lace. Let's let's get Hurricane Lace out here." They saw a prime target. So this was pretty funny. The guys ask Lace what's going on with the girls. They're trying to get information yeah. out of her, <laughs> and she says, "Do you miss them? Does Rodney miss me?" The guys are trying to handle her so carefully because it seems like she might combust at any moment. Rodney and Eliza now return to the beach and the ladies stealthily pull her aside and quickly warn Rodney, someone's here to see you. And now Lace and Rodney head to chat and he looks mega stressed out. And now we're told in the preview that tears will flow. And Andy, you said it's sad that the only reason this is finally good is because they ripped off another show or two other shows. So, Andy, do you have any final thoughts? Look, it was entertaining mm. because they were able to create arcs. It was edited well. They created a good turn. It worked. Let's be honest. All these relationships are flimsy, except for Serene and Brandon. Brandon? Brandon? What's the difference between Brandon and Brandon? It's really the same. Thing. They're very similar. Yeah. But this is what you want to see. You want to see things tested. You don't want to just see these stupid relationships bumbling along. Mm. And I liked it. Okay. I liked it. Okay. It worked for me. All right. It's good. This is what I want to see. I want to see. Basically, they're pointing out the bullshit of their own mechanism. They're saying this is bullshit. These relationships are all bullshit because of the system. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to show how our system is bullshit. And that's entertaining. <laughs> okay. All right. I felt bad for Lace. Lace was a, was a sacrifice. She threw, She basically was the proverbial soldier throwing himself on the grenade. I got to be honest. I'm not going to fight against the tide here. Yeah. I felt like the way you feel sometimes you go to a restaurant where it's like, you're just like, you know what? Someone who's piloting this boat knows how to drive. Mm. I'm just going to let them go. Like those prefix restaurants where they don't even have. Yeah. They're like, don't order. There's yeah. no menu. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Everything's going to work. Are you allergic to anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you're like, I have no idea what's coming. Yeah. You don't know what you want. We know what you Wait, want. Wait, that's a big compliment. Are you saying? I'm that saying that I trusted the pilot of this double episode. The A-team. I trusted it. I sat back and I was like, you know what? They've got this. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Okay. And I was okay. All of it I was okay with. It was entertaining. It was upsetting. <laughs> People were hurt. It's all great. People were traumatized. They'll yeah. need to go to extra therapy when they get yeah, that's, home. Yes. But it worked. It was entertaining. Well, Entertainment comes at a cost. It's not always free. Well, yeah. And in this case, it comes from stealing it from other shows. <laughs> and ruining lives. Well, I really think that that's what it came down to. This picked up literally because they stole it from other shows. I agree. Well, that brings us to the credits where Aaron says he likes a limp, flaccid fry. Mm. 
And the group disagrees with him. And there are a lot of penis comparisons here. But I was mostly interested in this because I, too, like a limp, flaccid fry. I think you like that because you don't respect ketchup. Ketchup is what adds moisture I, to I a like crisp fry. I like ketchup fine. But to me, I love a limp, like a McDonald's limp fry. Yeah, you like a moister potato than I do. <laughs> okay. Unless it's a home fry, in which case I want it to be almost burnt. Hmm, interesting. Okay, Andy, your A game. Do you have a winner? No. I don't think anyone really projected pure a game there wasn't really an opportunity it was kind of like a, a transitionary phase <laughs> okay so no no real a game there was some z game i mean for sure but. for me rick being like genevieve the pool's really nice oh yeah 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 it reminded me of something your dad would say to like you know get you out of a funk it's yeah. like honey the pool's nice it was like yeah, such yeah. bad game <laughs> temperature is great <laughs> <laughs> okay so no winner of the a game no all right, that brings us to our word watch, Andy. There were seven pizzas. Mm, good number. And 52 correct guesses. That's a lot. Yeah. For seven. That's a crooked number. Crooked number? Yeah. It's a lot of people's lucky number. It is. It's, is it, it your is, lucky I think number? It's, ever, it's, it's a lucky number. It's not my lucky number. My lucky number is three. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Is that the last thing we don't know about each other? <laughs> Do you know my lucky number? Your lucky number is... Nine. You don't know me at all. Oh. What is it? <laughs> and our winner is Carolee McNeil. Congratulations. You are the very lucky winner of $185 in feels, premium CBD, very solid prize. Mm -hmm. yeah. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, for next week, what's the word? Hurricane. Ah, okay. Hurricane. So if you would like to join in the Dear Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win, we have a new prize this week, $100 in Frankly Apparel. You've seen me wearing Frankly before. We've done ads for Frankly before. We're big fans. Mm. Frankly Apparel makes clothes that you don't need to wear a bra with. They're built in. It's delightful. If you would like to win $100 in Frankly Apparel clothes... You can enter by guessing either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this page. The number of times you predict the word hurricane will be uttered in episodes eight and nine. You must do so using the numeral. You must include either word watch or hurricane in your comment. And you must do so by this Friday at midnight. That is important. We will not count late guesses. <laughs> Strict. Mm. Strict. Mm. Mm. If you guess correctly, you will be entered in a pile and one name will be drawn like Carolee McNeil's name was. And that person will win $100 to franklyapparel.com. Okay, so finally, Andy, to wrap, who would we go for? Oof, this is going to get tough for me. I know mine. You do? <laughs> I know. I mean, I know yours No, too. I have a two-parter. Oh, okay. I have a three-parter. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like Brittany really should... Shown or Sean, as you say, she she Sean she Sean, in her whole treatment of the Peter thing. Yeah, I thought I I, I don't I don't I'm, my my chemical attraction to Brittany is is waning, and I don't know why it <laughs> okay. just is. But my chemical attraction to Victoria is rising. Ah, and I have to say, newcomer Kate got me a little interested as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like the confidence and gener. I, yeah, and you like a good low voice. I like the low voice. I I am such a. You are so right. I am a sucker for a low voice. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got it's it's a triangle now. I, if I had to put it in order, I'd say Victoria, Kate, and Brittany are fighting for second place. Okay. Second, third. Yeah. May I go now? 
Yes, you may. So I have a long term and a short term. Do you want to guess? Your long term is Michael. Your short term is Australian guy. No. Oh. My long term is Casey now. So the fainting really got you. Yes, it did. Because to me, his stress at having played a part in all this drama that ensued made me like him more. It showed that he has a soul. You know what? I should faint more often. (laughs) I actually find it really cute when you faint. You always find it really- I don't faint. You've seen me faint (laughs) one time. And it was extremely embarrassing. (laughs) You're always embarrassed, but I think it's really cute. You only always. You can't use these terms. I fainted once in your presence. This is not an always thing. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Casey is my long term and my short term. Yeah, I know. Is Australian Adam. I mean, he's just a specimen. I feel like that's multiple short term. Like that's an ongoing short term. It's a recurring short term. Well, Andy, I think then that's a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify, but mainly Apple, nothing against Spotify. (laughs) We want, we, we love the Apple iTunes reviews. Yeah. Apple iTunes reviews are really one of the very best things you can do for us. And subscribe. And subscribe and generally Um, do all of the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Once again, we're mentioning that in the final 30 seconds of our episode. No one is listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.